what is the secret to actually upgrading your English and sounding exactly like a native speaker? In this video, I'm going to teach you 10 idioms that you can use to replace your simple English sentences so that you can actually have a conversation and sound like a really natural speaker. My name's Kayla, I'm an American English teacher. Let's get started with this lesson. He didn't really want to talk to me. He wasn't being very nice, and I think that he's mad. He gave me the cold shoulder. Has someone ever given you the cold shoulder? In English, we use this phrase to say that somebody has been very cold, or meaning very closed off, and you can tell that they're mad, but they won't actually say it. So if someone gives you the cold shoulder, they won't talk to you, or they'll talk to you as little as possible, and they'll actually be quite rude to you. So next time that you want to say that someone is a little bit rude and cold, and you don't know exactly why they're not talking to you, you can say, they gave me the cold shoulder. Or if you want to be rude to someone and you're kind of mad at them, you can say, I'm going to give them the cold shoulder. Please let me know the latest information. Keep me posted. This is an extremely useful phrase that you can add to your English vocabulary. When you want to say that someone should give you the details as soon as they're available, or they should give you some sort of information as soon as possible, you can say, please keep me posted. Or if you want to tell someone that you will let them know the information as soon as it's available, you can say, I will keep you posted. When you use this phrase, you can say, I'll keep you posted by text. This means I'll text message you as soon as the information is available. Or you could say, I'll keep you posted via email. This phrase is especially useful when you're waiting to hear how someone did in a surgery or if they had some sort of medical procedure, the doctor will say, I will keep you posted on how they're feeling and you can see them after the surgery or something like that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The secret that I just told you, I heard from someone else, but I don't want to tell you who I heard it from. A little birdie told me. This phrase is really a funny one, and I'm wondering if your native language has a phrase that is very similar. When you want to tell someone a secret, but you do not want to reveal your source, you can just say, a little birdie told me. Or if someone says, how did you know that? How did you know it was my birthday? And you don't want to say how you knew, maybe you looked it up online or on their Facebook or their friend told you, but you just want to, you know, be kind of joking that you just you just happen to know you can say a little birdie told me so it's a cute way to say that I have this information and I'm not telling you how I know it I'm just pretending that a little birdie flew by and told me when we met we had a really awkward introduction and now I think that they don't like me we got off on the wrong foot Try not to do this when you meet someone for the first time. When you get off on the wrong foot, it means you have a very bad introduction with the person 
and things are a little bit awkward and you are not necessarily friends right away. So in order to get off on the right foot, which means to get off in a really good way or a good introduction, you need to be friendly, you need to smile, you need to be enthusiastic. Maybe if you're having a bad day and you meet someone for the first time, you guys might get off on the wrong foot, but eventually you will warm up to one another and become friends. So instead of saying we had an awkward introduction or a bad introduction, you can say we got off on the wrong foot and hopefully you will get off on the right foot in your conversations. I think that we're going to stop our efforts on this project. Even though it's not done, let's just end it. Let's just pull the plug on this. A really dramatic way to say that you are going to end something or stop putting effort into a project is to say you are going to pull the plug on it. Instead of just saying, yeah, we're going to give up, you could say, we're going to just pull the plug. This phrase, I think, comes from the idea that if you have something plugged into the wall and you just pull the plug, it will stop working because it will not have any more power or energy. When people are on life support in a very serious medical situation and we are no longer going to support their life with machines because it seems like they are going to die, you can say they are going to pull the plug. This means they are going to you know, end their life from life support. This is a very touchy or sensitive way to use this phrase, so be careful with it in this way. But in a casual conversation, it's okay to say, we're just going to pull the plug on this project or we're just going to pull the plug on this activity and be done with it. We haven't talked in a long time. We haven't had an in-person meeting and I don't know what's going on in their life right now. We lost touch. Have you ever had a friend where you stopped talking for many years, you don't know what happened with their life, maybe they got married and you just don't really know what's going on with them, and they haven't really talked to you either, they haven't called you on the phone or sent you any messages. We call that losing touch in English. So I picture this phrase to kind of help you understand what the idiom is saying as two people floating in the water next to each other and maybe the water starts to drift them away from one another and they can't touch each other anymore. So we say, we've lost touch, meaning we don't have any contact or any communication. Another way that you can kind of use this phrase is to say, please keep in touch. This means please keep communication open and update me about your life. So if you want to keep in touch with your friends, you have to try to call one another on the phone or message one another, at least on your birthday or on holidays, once in a while. I haven't taken the time to do this because I just really don't wanna do it. I have been dragging my feet. When you have those tasks and those jobs and responsibilities that are just so annoying to do and you just put them off, you procrastinate, you can use the phrase dragging your feet. I'm just dragging my feet having to do this. It's like someone is just pulling you and your feet are dragging on the ground because you don't want to do something. If you say, I'm just dragging my feet about getting a new driver's license. This is a really annoying task in the United States. When you move houses, you have to go to the Department of Motor Vehicles and get a new driver's license and it takes a lot of time, it's very annoying. 
if you're putting it off, if you're delaying doing this, you could say, I'm just really dragging my feet about getting a new driver's license. This is an awesome idiom to say procrastinating or delaying. Excuse my bad and inappropriate language. Pardon my French. American English speakers often say, pardon my French. A lot of us don't speak French, but when we have inappropriate language or bad language, cussing, swearing, and we want to apologize for using these bad words, we sometimes say, pardon my French. You hear this a lot in movies and TV shows. It's just kind of a fun and sarcastic phrase to say, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm speaking so badly or so inappropriately. And usually, even though it comes off as an apology, you're not actually sorry that you swore or you said something kind of bad. Pardon my French. Don't encourage their bad behavior anymore. Stop egging them on. When you were a kid and your teacher was annoyed with someone's behavior in the classroom and they wanted them to stop, but everyone's laughing and kind of cheering for them and the kid just keeps doing this annoying bad behavior, the teacher might have said in English, stop egging them on. To egg someone on means to encourage them. I have no idea where this word comes from, but it's very natural to say in English, like, you keep egging them on. This means you keep encouraging them. And we use this in a negative way. To egg someone on is to encourage them to do something that you perceive as negative. I don't want to be the extra person on the date and ruin the romantic mood. I don't want to be the third wheel. I think that this last phrase translates really well to other languages, but when we think of a bicycle, there are typically two wheels, and if you added a third wheel, things would get kind of awkward. So when there are two people that are going on a date, and maybe one friend decides to join them who's not in the relationship, we call that friend the third wheel because it's kind of awkward to be around a couple that's very romantic, especially a couple that has just started dating. I remember in high school, I didn't have a boyfriend and I was just the third wheel with my friends sometimes and their boyfriends. And it was kind of awkward, but eventually I, I moved on and I got married later in life and now I'm not a third wheel anymore. So the awkward person that is not in the couple but is you know on the date kind of just hanging out is often referred to as the third wheel. You now have 10 new English phrases that you can use to replace really common, simple, basic sentences so that you can sound more natural and more advanced in an English conversation. Let me know your favorite phrase from this lesson down below in the comments and make sure to like the video and subscribe for more English lessons exactly like this one. Speaking of, there are two videos on screen right now that will help you speak like a native speaker just like this one, so go ahead and check those out. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see you in the next lesson. Goodbye!